Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, this is Coach Casey Merck, assistant men's basketball coach for your Tigers, and you're listening to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I believe, do you? Tiger fans, welcome to episode 146 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. My special guest today is head coach of the SWAC regular season co-champions of men's basketball, Coach Wayne Brent. Welcome back in, Coach. I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, definitely a huge congratulations. You guys got a perfect regular season in conference play and a share of the regular season title. So take us through that victory that clinched it, the atmosphere and the energy in the building, the celebration and the trophy presentation, and you're obviously cutting the net. And uh, not to mention, it was senior night as well. You know, we we, we got a, a special group of guys. Uh, we got a group of guys that, that started in – uh, I guess in August we we missed we missed the summer workouts but we came in August and we we had quite a few guys coming back from last and then we added a couple of pieces uh, to the puzzle and uh, uh, like I said then you, you had the COVID that came and there were these guys have gone through a lot uh, practice a week off a week uh, guy miss a game a guy miss a practice because of COVID but uh, I think think we got a special group and, and we definitely got a, got a tough group and, and with all that adversity. You know, you talk about having a special group. Why do you think you were able to get it done? You know, I, I just think, think our kids. I, I think our kids and our coaches, I think our, our coaching staff, uh, we've been together for eight years now. Uh, I think I think they know what I want, what I expect uh, uh, from our team. And then I, I think our guys bought in, and I, I think the, the real key was not having any guys injured, even though, uh, we had some guys get COVID. A couple of times we got COVID, but then we, we end up canceling the game because the other team may have had COVID too. So it wasn't like in the past where we got a, had an injury and then we still had to play the game. It was more so once you got COVID, you could kind of uh, do the contact tracing and you you have four or five guys out and then you could push the game back a little bit to the following week and then, then make the game up. So it was a little bit different because we were able to have all of our guys uh, during during the eleven game swag season, right, right. And coach, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but you guys are truly in the midst of a historic run because you're twenty one and three in your last twenty four conference twenty four conference games. 
And that's something you know special. What? I, I don't. Yeah, you know what? I, I think because we just so quiet about doing what yeah. we do. Uh, I, I think last year we had we had found that niche and we were playing pretty good and uh, we won the last five or six in a row and, and, and maybe um, eight or nine out of out of ten or eleven or something like that and and then we started off swag play this year by winning eleven in a row so we we've been pretty consistent over the last like I say twenty two twenty three games. Uh, and then we've been we've been playing uh, pretty well. Yeah. And I don't I don't think it's something that's talked about within the media or even the fan base. So you know, is that something that you guys discuss internally, or or even are aware? Are the players aware of that? And do you feel uh, that you don't get the credit or recognition that you deserve, or do you guys just kind of like flying under the radar? You know, I, I think we just we just like to play the game. We just like to come in come into practice, put that hard hat on. Uh, in play, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff we we don't even participate in. Uh, with, with our guys, we come to practice and we pretty much stone face, do the same thing every day. We 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 a morning practice team, and uh, you, you know we look for little things to to motivate the team. But uh, you know, keeping up with the record like that and keeping up with the winning streak—that's something that we don't we don't really just talk a lot and we don't hang our hat on it. We just come in and do what we got to do and. And try to figure out our opponent and figure out who, who we're playing next and how can we win the basketball game and how can we get better and that's what we we've, we've basically done over the over the last year. Exactly. You know, you talk about how you guys just like to get in the gym and put in the work and you know stone face and go about your business, but the team is really playing with some swagger and I think an aura of confidence. Can you pinpoint when you saw that certain level of confidence in, in your guys, or was it just a gradual thing? You know, I think we always play with an edge because we always practice tough and practice hard. Uh, I just think with, with our team, we, we don't have a, a, a lot of social media. We don't have a lot of media, so it doesn't get out there as much as, as, as other programs. But I think our guys are just blue-collar workers and just, just you know, come to work, bring your lunch pail, and just, just get it done. Uh, you know, I could tell how excited they were. Uh, to play on on last night and, and and the gym was the gym was was nice especially for a COVID crowd. Uh, the energy in the building was good. The team energy on the side was good. Uh, and and then I, I tell you one thing that happened for me that that morning I got up, I watched the football team play and they just looked like a different football team. They had a different uh, feel about the game. And then when they won, I left I left uh, home. And I caught the end of the the women's game, and, and and they had a different feel. So, you know, I think in the eight years I've been there, we haven't had that much excitement from the football, the women's basketball, men's basketball, baseball, volleyball. We haven't had that excitement. And back in the day, that's that's what Jackson State used to be. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's awesome stuff. Definitely, uh, kudos to A.D. Robinson just just heading the athletic department and a lot of energy on campus. A lot of uh, you know successful teams, including yourself. I definitely the football team, you know, they're doing big things. It's just a different energy around campus and around the city. And, you know, you talked about the, the challenges of, of the season with uh, COVID, uh, but a rewarding year challenging season uh, with the pandemic. And as you said, a lot of games were canceled, especially early on. Were there times where you guys became discouraged? And how, how do you keep the team focused and sharp while you weren't playing? Oh. That was that was the most difficult part because we we had a couple of games where we were actually at the at the uh, gym uh, in that morning for shoot around and, and like I said when you come 
tailgame and you're getting ready to do shoot-around and pregame, that means you're about to play in the next four or five hours and the game gets canceled. That's tough mentally and emotionally. That That's tough to go through, especially when a kid has spent the last four or five days uh, preparing for an opponent because a lot of times we're we getting ready for a game. It's like a boxer uh, getting ready for a match. Uh, it's, it's a hard week, and then you you thinking on payday, you're getting ready to get paid, and then once you get ready to get your check, they tell you, okay, no, you, you're not going to get, get paid today. So wow. it was really, really tough uh, mentally and physically, emotionally, getting kids ready to play uh, when they came to the gym and then found out that, that the game had been canceled for, for, for COVID reasons. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about it that way. That's definitely a great perspective, great insight. But definitely a resilient bunch, a tough bunch. You know, you have Tristan Jarrett leading swag and scoring again, and he's a conference player of the year candidate. Obviously, Davis McKinney, uh, McKinney's uh, leading the league in blocks and rebounds again. He's a defending SWAC defensive player of the year. I was looking to win that award again. And, of course, you knew what you were going to get, what you're going to get each night with those two this season. But you, you have a newcomer. Uh, to step in midseason and really give you guys a big boost and a huge presence on the inside of Mr. Isaiah Williams. Uh, were you counting on this type of production from him as you were waiting on him to join the team, or has this been a bonus or a pleasant surprise to you? You know what? He, he was. We, we didn't even know we were getting him. Uh, we had a couple of kids who quit uh, somewhere in this fall semester who we were depending on, and then when we got finished with our non-conference schedule, we were looking for one piece and Coach Burke came across Isaiah Williams, and he came to me and he said he had a kid uh, that was over at IUPUI. He had graduated and didn't play. He could come in and play. And, uh, you know, I kind of uh, Googled him, and I looked him up, and I, I saw some stuff on him, and I saw a couple of things that I thought he could help us. I thought he was a tough kid. I thought he had that dog mentality. Uh, you know, we got Jay inside. I thought he would be a great compliment to, to Jay on the inside. And once we got him, we kind of found our identity because it made us a tougher team. It made us a gritty team, a kind of nasty team in a good way. And he was the piece that kind of put us over the hump. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he really stepped up big uh, one night in J-Max absence in that close overtime game against Pine Bluff that he pulled off to help preserve that undefeated sweat season. Uh, his energy is infectious. And the guy seemed to really respond well to him. Uh, how has he been able to step in and take on such an important role so quickly and seamlessly? I think because he's an older guy, because he, he's a fourth or fifth-year guy, he's graduated, so he's a little bit more mature. Uh, because he had uh, been to Liberty and he had been to IUPUI, he he has been coached uh, the right way. And I think that helped him when he came to us because he was a little bit older guy. Had he been a younger guy, it probably wouldn't have worked, uh, but because he was older and had played Division One and had played uh, in, in, in some playoffs and some conference games, I thought that, that that's what got him over the hump, and that's what made his transition a lot easier for us. Right. Definitely kind of reminiscent of when you added Roland Griffin coming in, you know, with that same experience that had played in some NCAA tournament games against some of those uh, ACC schools that had been experienced, and, and, you know, definitely now you bring in Isaiah. Uh, similar similar uh, thing, you know, with that experience that he brought to the table. And adding him has really increased your depth this season. I'm counting, I think, at least about eight guys that you seem to be able to go to regularly and count on. And that's despite losing a couple guys, as you mentioned earlier. You, you lost some guys earlier who uh, in the season who figured to be in rotation. 
talk about how that depth has contributed to your uh, your success, especially when a J-Mac has to miss a game due to injury or just with the threat of COVID keeping a player out of the, out of the lineup at any moment. You know, I, I think you're exactly right. You know, we got eight or nine guys that can play. You know, Jonas James plays the point. Uh, he and Ken Evans are local guys from Forest Hill and Lanier. Uh, they both have been solid this year. Jonas has, has, has been a leader running the point, and Ken has been a, a, a starter some games, coming out to bench some games. Uh, we rotate him at the one, the two, the three. Sometimes we even play Ken at the four. Uh, those two pieces, uh, like I said, they come to play every night. I think Kanan has become one of the, the, the better defensive guards in the conference. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember a game that we went into that he his man has gotten his average. You know, if we go into a game and his guy is averaging 14 or 15 points, he's going to hold him under double figures. And that's, that's hard to do for 11 straight games. But, but he has bought into that defensive role, and he has definitely been solid. Uh, I think Darren Wilson provides a, a lot of leadership as far as just talking on the bench, coming to practice every day, you know, whether he's playing 10 minutes or playing 27 against UAPB when, when Jay was out, you know, he's going to give you the same thing. Uh, I think Taz Smith has come along fine coming from the junior college. He, he plays, uh, you know, anywhere from 8 to 12 minutes a game, but he gives us a good 8 to 12. So we got a good little rotation of maybe nine guys sometimes, you know, between 8 and 9. Uh, and they all know their role. They all know when when they're probably going into the game. You know, when when a guy pick up a foul or when a guy raises his hand, they pretty much know when they're going in the game and when they're coming out of the game. And they have accepted that role, and it, it makes it easier to coach them. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. And you know, as we talk about that, that coach, I distinctly remember back in April. 2013, I knew it was going to be a rebuilding process, but, I, you know, I thought it would take two or three years to rebuild it. Uh, you know, in that third year, we played really well, and we made it to a championship game and lost the subs on the buzzer, and then we, we, we were returning everyone. And in my mind, I thought we had the program turned around. We, we had everybody coming back. We were coming from the championship game, and we just had a good feel about our team. And then for the next three years, I had never coached a team that had so many guys get season-ended injuries, and it just it, it actually made me a better coach because I had to figure out how do I take walk-ons and how do I compete at this level with a walk-on kid knowing that we had some pretty good guys that, that ended up getting injured. And over the last, I guess, the last two years, we have been fortunate enough to not have any injuries uh, we've we've been able to put all of our guys on the floor, 
And I, I think when you really look back at it, you can see the difference that it makes. One, you know, when we play with our guys that we recruit and they're on the floor, we have a totally different team than when we have to play with guys that are injured. And like I said, I, I don't think a lot of people look at it like that, but if you really dig deep down into the eight years, you will see that last year when you talked about winning 20 out of 23 or 21 out of 24, it's just because we, we haven't been injured. We've been able to put our, our guys on the floor, and we've had a healthy team in those 24 games. Wow. Wow. You're right. You're right. I, I definitely noticed that, you know, when you know when you're healthy, you know, this is what happens. So, you know, we're definitely looking forward to what you can do in this tournament, finally with, with quote-unquote, a winning Brent team. And, you know, looking ahead to that tournament, Coming up, so you don't have much time to celebrate. What's the mood of the team right now? You know, mood is good. I met with them today. We talked about uh, a little thing that came up today. We were number 10 in the country uh, on the defensive end, giving up 61.4 points a game. And that's, you know, that's unheard of, you know, being being that that uh, high on the defensive end. So, uh, you know, we had had a good feel, a good balance of the team. We were uh, a team was just coming off a win last night, and even though we didn't practice, I met, met with the six seniors just to get get a pulse of the team, just to get a feel of the team. And I could tell that they were ready to get back on the floor in the morning. You know, normally we'll go at six, but I told them we'll back it up to eight o'clock in the morning, give them a couple more hours to kind of sleep in. But they they just had a good feel today, and I'm I'm excited. And I know they're excited about going into the SWAC, SWAC term. So hopefully we can have a couple of good days, Monday and Tuesday, and, and be ready to play a good uh, UAPB team. Mm-hmm. Now, do you look at this as unfinished business from last season since that tournament was canceled? I mean, is it something that you got to talk about, or do you just throw that out, remove it from your memory bank, and, and move forward? You know what, the thing that I tried to stress to them today was not to overlook a UAPB team. Uh, when you look back at our 11 games, uh, we played them twice and we won twice, but when you look at how we played, they they played us better than any other teams on our schedule. And when you have to play a team three times and you won two, then the edge goes to the other team if the games have been close. So I was trying to drive that home to them not to overlook UAPB, don't look at the record, don't look at the two games we won, look at the score and how we won, realize that just two, three nights ago, with 16 seconds to go, we were tied and they had the ball, and if they make the shot, we lose the game. And that's 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 how fortunate we were to win that game. Uh, so I tried to try to get them to understand, let's not overlook them and look at their record, but look at how they played, uh, how we played against them the last, the last two games and how fortunate uh, we were to win both of those games. Absolutely. All right, Coach. Well, again, uh, congratulations on the championship, regular season co-championship. Uh, so let's go get one in the tournament, and, and we'll bring you back on to talk about it. Okay, I appreciate you having me. Appreciate you. And that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast users. Rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know, we're on all podcast outlets. 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag Z-I-Love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.